the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. As we head into hour two, anything on your mind, we are here for you. 602-508-0960. Was delighted to uh, and privileged to be able to give a talk uh, this morning to a group on uh, free speech in our campuses. What the hell are they teaching at ASU? Pardon my French. No, honestly, what the hell are they teaching at ASU? Join the SJP this Thursday, October 12th, to rally in support of Palestinian resistance, says the um, Society for Justice in Palestine at Arizona State University. SJP at ASU mobilizes for Day of Resistance, and they have a bunch of uh, militants standing on a tank waving the Palestinian flag as the picture over on Twix or Twitter or X, along with several other emblems of affiliation with other organizations. Outside Memorial Union. Day of resistance. What are you resisting? What are you resisting? You're resisting um, a country that gives you freedom of speech? Are you resisting a country that gives you uh, civil rights? Are you resisting a country that gives you gay and lesbian and abortion rights? Are you resisting a country that uh, gives you a safe haven and sanctuary from almost every other region? Uh, excuse me, other, every other country in that region? And how are you going to resist it? What does day of resistance mean? I'll tell you what it means to some groups in this country. Gerard Baker at the Wall Street Journal, had a very powerful column yesterday called um, Hamas's Barbaric Attack and the New World Disorder. And he runs through five things that we should be paying attention to. His second one struck me the most. This was yesterday. As moving, he writes, Gerard Baker does, as moving as it has been to watch, the sympathy we have seen expressed for Israel around the world won't last. It has been stirring to see the colors of the Israeli flag adorning public buildings across Europe and America, but I give it a week before normal service is resumed. He was off by six days. He was off by six days. Early on, those of us that pay attention to things and see things for what they really are, many of us, not enough, but many of us called out the BLM, the Black Lives Matter movement, for being a fraud, a hoax, and a noxiously backed ideological Marxist organization. And corporate America and athletic America and too many other parts of America bought their fool's gold, their pyrite, hook, line, and sinker. Organization founded by two self-proclaimed Marxists. And today, Black Lives Matter Chicago puts a meme on Twitter 
in bold letters saying, I stand with Palestine. Do you want to know what the imagery on that meme is? It's a paraglider with the Palestinian flag. You know what that paraglider represents? That paraglider represents the Hamas terrorists that flew into Israel's southern desert and mowed down a minimum of 260 young people attending a peace concert. It's a salute and a celebration on the Black Lives Matter Chicago meme of literal terrorism. There can be no debate or discussion or question about what that paraglider represents. No one would have associated Palestinian protests or Arab protests or protests of any kind with a parachute until yesterday. Not to be outdone, not to be outdone by the BLM movement in Chicago California State University, Long Beach, sometimes known as CSULB, Students Against Apartheid, is hosting a day of resistance, Tuesday, October 10th. That would be today at the Quad at CSULB. And they have a meme. And they have a poster. And it's a group of young men and women... Throngs of young men and women carrying the Palestinian flag and signs that say Free Palestine with a paraglider joining that, flying into that protest. Look at that, Mr. Bill. Look at that. You see the protesters? You see the paraglider? I don't even think they're smart enough to understand what they're doing because what they're showing here is someone who is flying down from Hamas to shoot up everyone who's in that audience. That's what the paragliders do. What are they, hosting a march of mass suicide or just suicide of the brain? So I looked up what uh, our previous caller had called about with Riley Gaines trying to do a day of women. What was it, an actual women's rights day on 1010 representing 2X chromosomes She was planning to do it at Penn State University, and they disallowed her. They wouldn't let her do it. But this kind of stuff is rife and can go on. This kind of celebration of mass murder and slaughter, including now double digits of Americans, 20 missing, by the way. That number will likely go up. What are we teaching these students? Honest to God, what are we teaching these students? You can have this kind of of rally at ASU with any com- with no comment from the Board of Regents or the faculty or the president of ASU? None? Zero? Nothing? Nothing? After a mass slaughter unheard of since 1945 against the most civil country in the entire region that you have exchange programs with? And yet 39 professors can say Dennis Prager on the campus at ASU is a problem? Not a problem. A white nationalist and a purveyor of hate. There is no greater purveyance of hate than this. Hate wedded to arms. Hate wedded 
to mayhem, hate wedded to mass indiscriminate shootings, hate wedded to beheadings of toddlers and captees who were doing nothing more than breathing because they happened to be Jewish. Might the president of ASU say something? Might the Board of Regents say something? Might some professors at ASU, other than three of them who show bravery, say something? This doesn't take a lot of bravery to be on the side of civility and civilization and human rights. It doesn't take a lot to stand up against this kind of advocacy and support for terrorism. What are they teaching at these colleges, honestly? Well, they're teaching what I was talking about in my monologue. They're teaching the Leninist doctrine of just and unjust wars. And that if you can slap a label on any group or movement you don't like in the name of liberation, that's exactly what it becomes. No longer terrorism, but liberation. That's exactly why the U.N. is such a gaggle of authoritarianism. It's exactly why the U.N. can have the worst abusers of human rights run its Human Rights Commission, because they don't think it's abuse of human rights. They think it's legitimate targeting. This is what's going on on our campuses today. By the way, the two I just mentioned, ASU and CSLUB, are publicly funded. Your dollars at work, your dollars educating these menaces to society, worse than menaces to society. Actively supporting terrorism. I thought with Gerard Baker that this would take about a week. It took a day. Because Marxist thought wedded to propaganda, wedded to a vacuum of normal thinking from the forces of human rights and the forces of composition have been that drained from our society and our higher education system in America. I'd say the word sick, but it's overused, but it's sick. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Are you, um, are you proud of what ASU's got going for it right now? get back to that in just a moment. Let's first go to y'all. Joshua is in Gilbert. Hello, Joshua. Hey, Seth. Thanks for taking the call. I appreciate it. You um, bet. I, I, I obviously was at work today. I didn't see Biden's comments, nor do I really care, but I do at least appreciate that he said he's not going to, quote, ask for them to de-escalate or anything, but I was just curious, like, why... I know we might be sending the Gerald Ford carrier in that area and we're going to give them, you know, munitions and all that, but because of the Americans killed and the ones that are missing, wouldn't it look prudent to him politically as well as just the world if maybe the U.S. did some strikes in that area as well? Uh, and not that we're looking to join the war, but, I mean, wouldn't Trump or somebody else, if Americans were just, like, killed like this, I would think you would do something yourself a little bit, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I just thought your opinion on it. I don't know. I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough question um, because what we're dealing with here is obviously an ally 
that no question intelligence is going to be coordinated with. And it's not going to be between Biden and Netanyahu, but it will probably be between Netanyahu and his war cabinet and your Jake Sullivan's. And and perhaps uh, I'm going to put you on hold, but don't go away just because there's a lot of feedback. I'll let you come back on in a moment, Joshua, just because there was a lot of uh, noise in the background. Uh, but I'll give you an, uh, another word on this if you want. You know, there's obviously going to be a lot of intelligence sharing now, and there's also going to be a question of practicality, and there's going to be a question that has not been morally answered just yet, which is how to respond to the threat that the hostages are going to be killed. That question has not been morally answered And it's a serious and awful moral question to have to debate. But there's nothing that would stop any American assistance. I think it's a question of what right now Israel and the United States feel or think or believe strategically would be most beneficial. You, you you would want to have the most familiarity with the ground, obviously, if you are going to be engaging in any kind of military assaults or air raids. And that would probably be best left, I'm guessing, in this situation to the country right there that knows it the best and that has been there for many years, Israel and not the United States. Can you think of an example where the United States has done that with an ally since World War II? I can't. Um, I mean, I'd like to think I'm decent at history, but no, I, I, I can't. Yeah, and, it, does, it doesn't um, yeah, readily not- come to mind. It doesn't readily <laughs> come to mind. I mean, you can think of our last several wars, but those weren't with exactly allies, you know? Right. And, and, I, and it's not to say you're stepping on Israel's foot or anything. I think it would just be more like to send a message to Hamas, Hezbollah, and other factions in the area that like hey you're gonna go and do stuff like this but you happen to kill americans yeah. we're gonna hit you super hard too so yeah it might I, I, I take the sentiment and there's a lot that america could do even short of that that they haven't even thought to do just yet and they evade questions on it if you want to send a message how about sending the message by refreezing the six billion dollars that was just unfrozen to iran We've been assured by Jake Sullivan and others that that money hasn't been spent yet. Fine. Refreeze it. Refreeze it. There's no question who's funding Hamas. There's no question where these armaments have come from. There's no question as to where their finances and military weaponry comes from and how it's facilitated. And there's no question who created and will fund a possible opening up of a Second front in the north of Hezbollah. Drain the swamp of its financing. Reestablish a serious embargo on its millions of barrels of oil that we have allowed. That would send a message. There's a lot we can do to send messages. Short of that, what do you say to that, Joshua? Yeah, no, I think that's great. I, I mean, I did read some stuff this past weekend about a lot of things that, like, we really, I think, I don't know if it was American Greatness or The Federalist, uh, I read an article on a ton of stuff that would really be um, pretty hard uh, on on them, but uh, none of it's going to happen. They said, you know, obviously stuff like no more Iran 
nuclear talks. I mean, it's just crazy. Like they're all we're we're just kind of giving a lot of lip service right now. Obviously, we're helping Israel with tactical side of it, but uh, there doesn't seem to be anything coming out saying. You know, we're, we're done with, you know, X, Y, and Z. No, there isn't. You know? No, there really isn't. No, there really isn't. That message has not been sent. You're quite right about that, Joshua. And it's a gap. It's a chasm. It's a canyon in our defensive posture here, in our defense posture. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Absolutely right. My, 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 my best guess, and I'm not privy to anything you aren't privy to, but my best guess is that with such close quarters, and my gosh, these are close quarters, you probably don't want two different countries engaging in aerial raids right now. Best guess, you probably don't want that. Understand, too, that the way Israel does these things is what Mr. Jolovitz was talking about yesterday with what they call a roof knock. You know, they warn the inhabitants of a building before they bomb. I don't think the United States can do that in this case, in this situation. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think they can. But in any event, you don't want that. And you don't want two targets either. You don't want two different targets. I don't think. I don't believe. We've come a long way since, David, do you remember Petacaris Alive or Rasuli Dead, Teddy Roosevelt? That's the kind of thing you would like. Look that up. Sure. Yeah, you'd like that a lot. Petacaris Alive or Rasuli Dead, one of Teddy Roosevelt's finer moments. You'll like that. And it involves, a, of all things, a political convention. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah, you're going to love it. You're going to be glad I gave that one to you. All right, let me take a quick commercial break. 6025080960. Put in a word for Midas Gold. Are global leaders developing solutions that promote freedom and quality of life or are they creating problems and enforcing solutions that only benefit the elite? Well, Midas Gold Group believes it's the latter. Whether it's COVID restrictions and the decimation of small businesses or changed election laws, Midas believes your finances will be next. Under the guise of protecting you, you'll get monetary expansion, national debt, and reduced purchasing power, and their central bank digital currency will virtually eliminate your savings and purchasing privacy. The answer is to convert a portion of your savings or IRA to physical gold and silver. Precious metals are a private currency used to store wealth throughout history. Thousands of you trust the veterans at Midas Gold Group because they're fighting for your financial freedom and privacy. So give them a call at 480-360-3000. That's 480-360-3000. Or check them out at MidasGoldGroup.com. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-5080-960. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Young David sent this to me. It's worth reading from Brett Stevens with regard to what's going on at places like ASU, the Black Lives Matter movement, and California State University. On Saturday morning in southern Israel, Hamas murdered hundreds of people at a music festival and kidnapped others at gunpoint to serve as human shields in Gaza. 
On Sunday afternoon in Midtown Manhattan, a speaker at a rally of pro-Palestinian and left-wing groups celebrated that atrocity. One of thousands suffered by Israelis over the past few days, which we later learned including, included the killing of babies and toddlers. A speaker said, as you might have seen, there was some sort of rave or desert party where they were having a great time until the resistance came in with electrified hang gliders and took at least several dozen hipsters. But I'm sure they're doing very fine, despite what the New York Post says. He was met with cheers. Brett writes, I went to see the rally for myself. Would there be even perfunctory condemnation of Hamas's methods? A brief nod of sympathy to Israel's anguish, some banal nod to the cause of peace and nonviolence, not one. What I saw was giddiness and gloating, as if someone's team had won the World Cup. Hamas had perpetrated the largest single-day massacre of Jews since the Holocaust, and the crowd was euphoric. Similar scenes unfolded across the world. In London, 5,000 demonstrators gathered near the Israeli embassy and shot off fireworks toward the building. At a rally at the Sydney Opera House in Australia, chants of Free Palestine gave way to the underlying emotion, F the Jews. At Harvard, almost three dozen campus groups issued a joint statement holding, quote, the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all the unfolding violence, close quote. A statement from Yale for Palestine insisted, quote, that breaking out of prison requires force, not desperate appeals to the colonizer, close quote. Whatever else might be said about these demonstrations and declarations, give the protesters and manifesto writers points for honesty. Pro-Palestine to them is pro-Hamas. Anti-occupation is opposition to Israel's right to exist in any form. Israelis are guilty by virtue of being Israelis, so their murder and humiliation is something to laugh at. When Zionism is genocide, as placards placards at the demonstration put it, then no means are too awful to put a stop to it. If twice as many Israelis had been murdered on Saturday, would it have chastened the demonstrators or made them doubly glad? By the algorithm in which the terminally self-righteous become cheerleaders for slaughter, one would guess, not all the far left was quite as far gone. The New York City chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America had promoted the rally on social media, but many denounced it. That was followed by a demand for an immediate ceasefire and de-escalization by yet other groups. Something similar, though, must be said about the language of the left, which is objectively pro-Hamas, even though it says it's making its calls for peace. I'm talking about the bien pensant, the orthodox, for whom anti-Zionism, not just legitimate opposition to various aspects of Israeli policy, but the denial of Israel's very right to exist in any form is a respected and respectable political position, rather than simply an updated form of anti-Semitism. I'm talking about United Nations reporters and once great human rights organizations who traffic in the lie that Israel deliberately created an open-air prison in Gaza, never mind that Gaza shares a border with Egypt or that Israel vacated the territory 18 years ago, only to be repaid by assaults from above and below the ground. I'm talking about the university presidents who stand for free speech 
when it comes to anti-Semitism, but become notably censorious when it comes to other forms of controversial speech. I'm talking about the political leaders who repeatedly promise solidarity with Israel only to quickly demand restraint when Israel seeks to destroy the infrastructure by which Hamas maintains its war machine talking about narratives that seem calibrated to create the outrageous impression that Israeli soldiers deliberately kill Palestinian children. I'm talking about the people whose fury at the Israeli government never seems to abate, but who barely pause to observe that Hamas is a dictatorship of religious zealots or that President Mahmoud Abbas of the Palestinian Authority is a fulminating anti-Semite. Taken separately, none of this directly threatens a single Israeli life. Together, it goes far to explain how Israel, the nation of the Jews, is routinely treated, as some have said, like the Jew of nations with consequences spelled in blood. If some of the anti-Israel left finds themselves looking on in horror at what happened on Saturday, now's a good time for them to take a long, hard look in the mirror. Yeah, where are those university presidents? Good damn question. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. If you think the campuses aren't a problem, they've been a problem for a long time. When I say what the hell are they teaching there, this question is most trenchant, of course, to given what ASU is promoting, given what C-SLUB is promoting, given what Yale and Harvard have done. We weren't paying attention. A few years back, David Horowitz conservative commentator was giving a speech at University of California, San Diego, UCSD. And during a Q&A, a student, young female student, stands up wearing um, the Palestinian keffiyeh and headdress, and she has this exchange with him asking about his criticism of her organization called the Muslim Student Association. Thought it worth showing and listening to just how very calm the student is. You should come out to those events. Um, if you could clarify the connection between the MSA and jihad terrorist networks, because yeah, last, last I checked, we had to do our own fundraising, and uh, we never get help from anyone. So if you could clarify the connection between UCSD's MSA, or if you don't have such information, if you could connect other MSAs on UC's... Because the connection wasn't too clear in the pamphlet, just if you could clarify. Okay. Will you uh, condemn Hamas here and now? I'm sorry, what? Will you condemn Hamas? Would I condemn Hamas? As a terrorist organ, genocidal organ. Are you asking me to put myself on a cross? So you won't. I, I actually have had this experience many times. You didn't read the pamphlet because the pamphlet is chapter and verse. Uh, the main connection is that the MSA is part of the Muslim Brotherhood network as revealed in the documents. I don't think you understood what anyway, I meant by that. I is, meant if I say something, I'm sure that I will be arrested for reasons of Homeland Security. So if you could please just answer my question. If you condemn Hamas, Homeland Security will if arrest you. If I support you. Hamas, because your question forces me to condemn Hamas, if I support Hamas, well, I look really bad. If you bad. don't condemn Hamas, obviously you support it. Case closed. I have had this experience. Uh, I give you, I had this experience at UC Santa Barbara where there were 50 members of the Muslim Students Association sitting right in a rows there. And throughout my hour talk, I kept asking them, will you condemn 
Hezbollah and Hamas. Uh, and none of them would. And then when the question period came, the president of the Muslim Students Association was the first person to ask questions. And I said, you know, before you start, will you condemn Hezbollah? And he said, well, that question is too complicated for a yes-no answer. So I said, okay, I'll put it to you this way. I'm a Jew. The head of Hezbollah has said that he hopes that we will gather in Israel so he doesn't have to hunt us down globally. For it or against it? For it. Thank you. Calm, American, born, no accent, leader of the Muslim Student Association, University, California, San Diego. My friend Dr. Zudi Jasser has the better read on this. He put out this statement. This Saturday, my mind went back to September 11th, 2001. I well recall that day that Israel's Bibi Netanyahu said, quote, today we are all Americans, close quote. And I recall how important that was to hear back then. Today, I would like to say we are all Israelis. Make no mistake, this past Saturday, the people of Israel were massively and unjustifiably attacked by the Islamist terror organization Hamas, a movement owing its potency to Iran. In fact, a spokesman for Hamas thanked Iran, while a spokesman for the Iran Revolutionary Guard Corps said, quote, I promise that you will be victorious and you are faithful to your promise and to the enemy, close quote. Grandmothers were kidnapped, women were raped, and unarmed civilians were slaughtered. Over 700 Israelis were savagely killed and over 1,500 have been injured with over 50 hostages known thus far. But you wouldn't know that from the supposed umbrella organization of American Muslims, the United States Council of Muslim Organizations, which only one day after the slaughter, quote, reaffirms its unwavering support for the Palestinian people, close quote, and rails against, quote, the unprovoked and continuous attacks by Israel, close quote. When you see people like this around the world, Dr. Jasser continues, exploiting and celebrating slaughter, know that this is not about Israel. It's about civilization itself. It is crucial in all this we see the key players here, Iran and the global network of Shia and Sunni Islamists. They are the puppet masters and the Palestinians are puppets turned cannon fodder for their genocidal ambitions. History will look back at the $6 billion ransom paid to Iran and authorized by the Biden administration on the anniversary of September 11th this year, a mere month ago. This was collective madness by an administration, by the Biden administration. Yes, President Biden has overseen the further bankrolling of Iran, which in turn bankrolls Hamas, which has just now turned the Middle East into a cauldron of war. President Biden is also responsible for turning hundreds of millions of dollars over to the Yasser Arafat-created Fatah-controlled Palestinian Authority. Commentaries that include tired, worn-out phrases like cycle of violence, both sides, calls for ceasefire, proportionality, and a two-state solution are now beyond offensive to anyone with a moral compass and a liberty-minded worldview. The people of Israel have not even had an opportunity to defend themselves after a launch of a massive terror attack, and the apologists for Hamas, Islamist terror organization, are already in full propaganda and pro-terror mode. 
the true radical un-American anti-Semitic colors of the radical progressives and Islamist apologists in the Democratic Party are now on full display from Ilan Omar, Cory Bush, Rashida Tlaib, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and beyond, speaking as they do on behalf of intransigent Palestinian claims. Ironically, perhaps the most irrelevant people to the hate-mongering radical Islamists of Hamas are the Palestinians. Saturday's unilateral initiation of war by Hamas is part of a greater regional operation driven and fueled directly by Iran's terror-supporting IRGC and Khomeinists and cheered on by the global Islamist movement from Qatar, the Taliban, the Muslim Brotherhood, Hezbollah, and Erdogan's Turkey, just to begin. It is undeniable that this Islamist war of aggression is about unvarnished Jew hatred and more substantively about negating the recent moves toward the normalization of non-Islamist Arabs and Muslims in the region via the growing Abraham Accords with Israel. I call on all people of conscience, especially fellow Muslims, to reject the tribal savagery of Hamas. Anyone of conscience must reject a world whose stock in trade is the abuse of civility and civilization. Some may want to live in that world of perpetual hate, but sadism is not the world of the decent. A world that slaughters indiscriminately and parades a woman naked through the streets is a world we all must reject and fight. Today, Israel is suffering. The only democracy in the Middle East is suffering, and all those who believe in civilization, intolerance, and freedom must make a full-throated and clear stand on this on behalf of humanity. In short, the United States I know and love is the United States that stands against evil acts and ideologies and marshals the rest of the civilized community to do the same. Well done, Zudi Jasser, and thank you. Portions of this show brought to you by our friends at Y-Refi. If you could invest in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Federal Reserve, wouldn't you want to call Y-Refi? It's a portfolio where you know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. You can turn your monthly income on or off. You can compound it, whatever you like. No loss of principal. There's no penalty if you need your money back at any time. Think of that freedom. There are no fees in this secure and collateralized portfolio from Y-Refi, which is a due diligence approved firm and where you can earn up to a 10.25% rate of return. That's right, a 10.25% fixed rate of return. Check them out at investyrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com. Or give them a call at 888-YREFI-24, 888-YREFI-24. It's hard to know, and it's good that it's hard to know, what the next steps will be from Israel. But as I was saying, when Gerard Butler said, uh, when uh, Gerard Baker from the Wall Street Journal said it'll be about a week before the media turns on Israel and he was off by about six days, steal yourselves. Who knows what tomorrow morning's news will be or what the overnight will look like. But as he puts it, and this is a good reminder in the Wall Street Journal, it is important to understand as this war escalates, that the sav- that savagery is essential to Hamas's goals. Their wanton bloodlust is designed to work twice over. They murder, rape, and mutilate Israelis, knowing that in its response, Israel will wreak havoc. 
Israel, unlike its enemies, will do what it can to avoid punishing the innocent, but innocents will suffer because Hamas has positioned them precisely for this purpose. The terrorists' objective is truly indiscriminate destruction. For them, a dead Jew is a bonus, but a dead Palestinian is a trophy they can parade before credulous Western media to convey some supposed moral equivalence between their depravity and the actions of a beleaguered state seeking to preserve its very existence. Spend no more than 10 minutes. Spend no more than 10 minutes watching some of the videos of what transpired on Saturday, what took place on Saturday. It's not hard because the Hamas videos are to them propaganda and want to be spread. To the normal, they would be seen as snuff films. Just spend 10 minutes watching them. If you can't spare 10, spend five. Spend three. Spend two. And then look at what's going on at these universities and these students' groups standing up for those that pushed that. And tell me you live in a community of universities that's a community of the decent. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.